0: Beat. i don't remember if he did or i did it might be a toki right beat it might be a both of our beat hi toki love you buddy hey man <laughs> what's happening what's happening with you i'm chilling i'm
1: excited about today's show it's we got oh y'all listen y'all don't even know we are particularly excited for today's episode we got a lot of fun shit for you today and other shit and But the fun-, fun shit right out of the gate We got fun shit on top of fun shit with a little bit of fun shit sprinkled in the middle of the fun shit. Whoa. Yeah. About to fuck your whole day up in the best way. We love you guys. It's the What If Podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We got new sounders. Oh, Ooh, I'm feeling fucking spicy today, bro. Oh, yeah! The sweary boys are all up in your earballs. Oh yeah, bro! Oh man, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be so good, especially when it comes like truly out of nowhere. And I'm gonna need you to hit it after you say the thing you're about to say. Got it. We have an important announcement. We have a very important time announcement. sensitive, urgent. Don't fast forward
0: right now or ever. our our show is great.
1: Yes. Uh, (laughs) But
0: particularly right now, you're going to want to hear this. We are giving away a ticket to contact in the desert. Oh, (laughs) shit. Help, yeah, bro. That's right. That's right. All you need to do is go over to Instagram.com. Slash what if pod. Don't go what <laughs> is that you, you're so bad at this.
1: <laughs> open the Instagram app on your phone. Search at what if pod. You all don't use Firefox to
0: access Instagram? Boy, you better get your <laughs> mind right. Go go follow us on Instagram. There's a post about contact in the desert. Comment on it with why you should get a free ticket to Contact in the Desert before noon this Friday. And we're going to pick somebody and give them a ticket.
1: And by this Friday, Spencer means May 24th in case you're... 2019. Very, 2000, year, of, year of our Lord. 2019, in case you're very behind on our back catalog and you're listening from uh, the early episodes. Uh, yeah, shout out to Contact in the Desert. Uh, we kind of got to partner with them on this, uh, thanks to Contact in the Desert. Uh, Spencer is going to have a little bit more additional access to the event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go, um, which You'll is going get... to make for for great uh, great content for all of us. Many access, bro. Many access, bro. <laughs> uh, but also, if you want to go, uh, you can go on the What If Podcasts dime, if you will. It's I mean, a, it's
0: really contacting the deserts dime. Well, but
1: right, but like we're all friends v- here via our dime, their dime, via our dime. Our dimes are your dimes, bro. Uh, All your dimes are belong to us It's it's a $270 value Uh, It does not include airfare Or lodging so you gotta Be able to do that part or you gotta Live in the California area and be able To make it happen but if you can make it happen And you wanna make it happen we will get you A free ticket to contact in the Desert so just go to At what if pod on Instagram And uh, like we said our most recent photo Is just a photo of contact in the desert And uh, they're, they're, They're fucking bad Ass logo that looks like it looks like um what's uh what's the fucking movie Star the, Trek the fifth element? Ooh is that mm, the one with Bruce no. Willis?
0: Maybe. I don't know what you're going for. Yeah. Fifth it, element with Bruce Willis is a great film.
1: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it kind of look like the movie poster Guys, for that Ryan's movie? Ryan's trying to
0: talk about movies, it's not going so well.
1: <laughs> I've seen that movie though, <laughs> fuck with your boy. I'm pretty sure it kind of looks like the movie poster for that movie. Sure. Uh but that's the photo. Comment on that photo why you should be the person to get that ticket. Hey, we're gonna pick somebody by name. Also, this is not this- at all
0: random. It's very uh dependent on how much we laugh at your answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you, the algorithm is we're gonna read all of them and choose one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we'll and we'll read the the best ones on the show next week. Yes, and maybe you'll get some Instagram followers <laughs> out of it. So anyway, shout out to the shout out to the folks that contacted the desert. Shout out to all y'all, and uh, we're excited to see what people say, and and uh, we're excited to send somebody to contact in the desert to hang out with Spencer and official yeah. what porous co- porous combed. Oh jeez. Dolfacial <laughs> combat Two decker, bud. pros Yes. Yes. Okay. You want to talk about weird shit? Are you getting excited to go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. You're gonna be in California. Yeah, that's a it's good a, place. It's apparently still like, like high forties and rainy in Minneapolis. It's in 110 in June in Indian Wells, California, oh, bro. You're gonna be wearing sunglasses mm. and. Indulging in the sweet greens and yes. fucking warm and shit. Yep, I'm jelly, bro. Mm. I'm freaking jelly, bro. It's gonna be a good time. Got uh made plans for for
0: dog dude while I'm gone. Ooh. Um. Oh, uh, on the uh, on the new Sounders note. Yep. Uh, whenever we go into dad, dad dog ghost Block. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bark bork. Bark! Uh, oh yes!
0: Bark! Bjork! Bark!
1: I got a got a few variations of dog source for us, just uh, so we're we're prepared now. Phenomenal! Mm. They can. It's almost as if the dogs can weigh in on our conversation. Bark! Bjork! Bark! Uh, I I could take us down like a complete and utter dead dogs ghost blog. uh Fucking! Oh, yeah, bro! <laughs> I could. <laughs> We got nothing bro, but time, that's, dog. That's gonna make me happy every time I hear that dude <laughs> yell. Hell yeah, bro! If you guys don't know that where that's from, fucking banana bread at work, bro. We're gonna Hell yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep it that much secret, but boy, you need it in your life. I
0: need to. I need to go back though and grab the one part where he says like, "There's a a lot of bad shit
1: in the world." There's a lot it? of bad shit in the world. Yeah, for yeah, whenever we talk about spooky things. Yeah.
0: We're not talking about anything too spooky this week, so we'll be okay. No, no.
1: We're on we're on the light spooky side. You we're talk about weird side.
0: dad dog ghost blog segment uh, segment, or should we get to the
1: spooky I'll save it for the Patreon this week. Bork Bork. 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 The last one is so good. We'll we'll, we'll close that uh for now, but okay. we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the doggos on the Patreon this week. But let's get into so, this so week's So wait,
0: wait, wait, you don't want to talk about your dog right now?
1: Hell no. <laughs> yep. There we go. Dude, not No! No! I feel like you should have given me the Hell soundboard no! with new with new sounders. No. Especially because your notes for this episode are better than mine, I'm sure.
0: We got the world's longest USB cable if you want to get down. I gotta
1: do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all on the Patreon episode last week. I got the sounder board for the first time. I thought and it I was, was transformative to my life, my personhood, my joy. I thought I was ordering
0: 1.6 meter long USB cables, and I ordered 16 foot long USB cables. So you can go anywhere you want. You could probably go outside and still be hitting buttons with this shit.
1: Yeah. And I think, like, you know, if you had any doubt whether or not. Those two are fucking dumb. <laughs>
0: Yes. Spencer's
1: ability to Correct. read 1. 6 meters hey man, you know 1.6 meters versus 16 feet is—we should know? all
0: be using the metric system anyway. This imperialism shit is is over.
1: I mean, you're right. Give me some meters. You're not. You, 1.6 meters would have been perfect for my purposes. You're not wrong. Uh, okay, now I can hold the soundboard. You
0: do what you want to do. Oh. I have your volume still, though, so I get like veto power over here.
1: You can just mute me (laughs) if it goes off the rails. I can just turn (laughs) you down. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's hit 46 buttons in the last 13 (laughs) seconds. It's not going great. You want to talk about the Brown Mountain lights? You're a Brown Mountain. It was even funnier the second time you said it. I texted Spencer that he's a brown mountain with a poop emoji when he suggested we do this topic. And I, I laughed zero times. And I still believe it to be true <laughs> and laughed again now and also when I sent it to you the first time. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, have you ever been to North Carolina? No, You know what? North one, one sounder that I did want us to pull that we did not pull is take your shirt off, spin around your head like a helicopter. Petey Pablo, yes, absolutely. <laughs> there's, Petey there's Pablo, still time
0: we can hit pause. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can pull. There's I got some Petey Pablo on my computer. Petey I think.
1: Pablo would have been a great addition. I got to, the 12 inch uh, single somewhere around here. I might have, wow. the, it might have the acapella on it actually. You and 35 other people in the world mm-hmm. that's crazy. That instrumental is amazing. Yeah, that song is amazing with um, vocals speaking, or without.
0: Going back to our earlier conversation, is that a Timbaland beat?
1: Um, raise up because it sounds like it might be, might be. It'll sound like some Timbo drums. It's got drums. some Tim drums, I yeah. was just going to say. I um, think I have
0: that, that acapella and the instrumental somewhere in this room.
1: I have never been to North Carolina. I have always wanted to go to North Carolina. All I hear about North Carolina is that it's beautiful that you get ocean, you get mountains, you get like great forest vistas, the food's supposed to be great. I, had, I feel like all those things combined sound like a very nice place to go. I had a fantastic time
0: in Asheville a couple of years ago. Why were you in Asheville? For the fuck of it. Tight. We uh, the, the wifey and I took a little road trip down to Nashville and Knoxville and Asheville and then back on up. That's right. I do remember we're this. A stop in Bloomington, Indiana on the way back.
1: That is 100% a Tim Blythe beat.
0: Cool. Um, Asheville is lovely. We spent like three days there. We uh, actually went up Brown Mountain and looked for lights. Wait, did you really? Mm-hmm. Well, I, it, The best place to see them is adjacent to brown mountain because they're supposedly on brown mountain But Bro, I, I did not I did, know that I did you had a little personal research. experience. This was pre-podcast But I did a little research and into where to best see them uh, Unfortunately, I did not see anything but the Great Smoky Mountains are lovely and I would highly recommend spending time there
1: Well, I did not know that you had participated in this physically and for I that apologize. I apologize
0: <laughs> <laughs> This is just going to be you saying things only to set up Sounders for the next Uh, hour or so. No,
1: I may devolve into not speaking and only speaking in Sounders. (laughs) Finally. In reaction to the things that you tell me about the Brown Mountain Lights.
0: Um, Moog is headquartered in Asheville, North Carolina. I don't know what you just said. (laughs) The synthesizer guys. Okay. Yes, I do. They have like you can. They have a store, and then you can also like go walk through their factory and shit.
1: I definitely thought that was like an acronym for some sort of topic related to our show that I did not recognize when Uh, you said it. No, they just
0: make cool instruments and synths and stuff. Yes. Now that I know what you're talking about,
1: really good beer and food and stuff. There, it's a good town. Cool. Mm -hmm. And turns out they've got their own healthy dose of weird shit. Yeah.
0: Last time I or when I was there, our our good friend and friend of the podcast, Steph slash POS, happened to be in town. It was a great time.
1: Did you get to hang out? No. You
0: just were sharing space. Yeah. Cosmically. Uh yeah, they got some weird alien lights. Maybe.
1: Well, Well, well. <laughs> well let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. W. Um, <laughs> don't you fucking <laughs> get that shit <laughs> ten miles the fuck out of here. Hey, I thought you were only hitting buttons. You're a piece of shit. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there we go. Let Crump do the talking. Um there. Yeah, they they got ghost lights over the mountain, or maybe on the mountain. Um, Brown Mountain is it's like seventy miles ish northeast of Asheville, or eighty five miles northwest northwest, northwest of, of Charlotte. Yes, so it's like if you drew a yeah, whatever. It's north of Charlotte and north of Asheville. It's by in the about Appalachians. An hour, hour and a half. Yep. Uh, not that much of a mountain, in that it's like. Relatively short. I think it's like maybe 28 to 3,000 feet. Yep.
1: 2,800 to 3,000 feet. It's roughly 28 feet <laughs> to 3,000 feet tall. We don't know. We'll never know. It's, yeah,
0: 2,800 to 3,000-ish feet at its at its height, which is not very much. Um, but on, above, around the mountain, people have seen lights that either... Rise up from the mountain as if they're hovering, flying, uh, something above the mountain Mm. or have seen mountains or lights on the mountain. So, like, lights that don't appear to have any obvious source moving around on the, like ground
1: level on the surface of the mountain. See, you all didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, I did mean, you? Maybe. I did stumble across um an interview with people uh who have seen these lights. There are many for what it's worth. There yeah. are going back quite a ways too. Yeah, there's some conflicting information about when the first sightings of the Brown Mountain Lights happened. There Mm. is a lot of talk around the Cherokee native population in the area having stories that go back multiple hundreds of years about a similar concept. I'm always skeptical of those
0: stories, though, because it's never, like in this case, Cherokee people telling those stories, or at least that I can find. It's always like... Some white dude with a blog saying that the Cherokee people said these things.
1: Yeah, I get that. So I just
0: don't trust it, and then usually I don't talk about it on the show.
1: That's fair. I I I just say that to say I think there's like a wide spectrum of reports of when the first sort of uh, documented versions of the Brown Mountain Lights. The more modern version starts in the early 1900s. Yeah, late 1800s, early 1900s is is when we first have like broader confirmation of it, and since then there's been hundreds if not like closer to the thousands of versions of eyewitness sightings of this. What's a little weird is that the earlier sightings,
0: like the farther back you go, the more the sightings tend to be lights hovering above the mountains. Yep. So like just above the horizon. Um, And then either like accelerating up or just sort of fading as they go higher, farther away from ground level. Right. Right and then the more recent the more modern sightings tend to be lights on the actual mountain so it looks like someone is either um moving around it's like it would be like if someone had a really bright flashlight or something and was moving quickly along the surface of the mountain sure um did you see the there's there's video from i forget which TV show was. Nat Geo? Yeah. Did you watch that video?
1: Yeah. So there's, if you go on YouTube, there's a a night vision shot film from what I believe was a National Geographic crew. Is that right? Yeah. I don't remember what they
0: were filming for specifically, if it was like a a special or...
1: But the topic of what they were filming was or was not about the Brown Mountain lights. I believe, That's it, what I, I believe it was. Okay. So they were filming, and there's about I think it's all told it's like six minutes. It's a but couple, the, yeah, a few minutes. Yeah, but the action happens in the first like forty five seconds to a minute of the of the clip. And it's a group of guys, and the way that the way that it looks is, you know, to your point earlier, Brown Mountain is not a mountain really it's it's more Of like a ridge like a big ridge And there are vantage points there are a lot of hills Yeah, yeah. hills it's co- sort of a Gorge there's vantage points in The area that are accessible But the brown mountain area and Like the gorge itself is not really Accessible there's it's not drivable uh, Yeah I think you'd probably have to hike, hike in and out and you'd Have to be doing some pretty intense Hiking to do it it seems is like. it? Yeah from from all the reports I can tell You're okay. talking about doing like like multi-mile untraversed okay wooded Mo- most of the sightings come from
0: uh along highway 181 which is um gives you some good vantage points or good viewing points of brown mountain yeah so the the idea is that the, the lights emanate from or around brown mountain but to see them you have to like have some distance between you and brown mountain
1: right so you have uh, Wiseman's View, which okay. is uh, thirteen kilometers west of Brown Mountain. There is Lost Cove Overlook, which is sixteen kilometers northwest of Brown Mountain. I fuck with it. We're using metric. Yeah, this is uh, no, no, no. It's great. It's perfect. It's from it's from a Skeptoid article who, who did fine. these these measurements. Um, they would use metric, by the way. True. And then there's also a Forest Service overlook that is about eight kilometers away. And from all three of those main primary vantage points, you can see into sort of like the gorge area where these are known to happen. Though, I will say, I did see reports that um, they the Brown Mountain Lights have historically been reported from as far distances as Blowing Rock, North Carolina, which is actually 29 miles north of Brown Mountain. So someone from a distance, from a high vantage point, was able to look into Brown Mountain and see some version of this at some point. I don't have like the actual story that corresponded with that sighting, but I find we, it interesting. We that don't worry about those sorts of things here. We don't worry about that <laughs> breadth and fuckery. Correct. Not depth. Um, but I do find or accuracy. It, yeah, <laughs> but I do find it interesting that it's a thing that is like, you know, I, I think with um. What was the fucking uh, the monster in the small town episode that we just did not flatwoods know, flatwoods monster? Um, with that one, it was it was it was a impactful incident or sighting or whatever it was, but it was really isolated to a specific time period in a very specific group of people in a yeah. very specific small town. What I find fascinating about the Brown Mountain Lights is. Yes, like uh, it's, it's reproducible in a way, yeah. Like, more uh, Morgantown or Morganton is the town that's like closest to it, sure. Um, which is not a very big town, but many people from that town have seen it, and many people from the surrounding area have seen something in this vicinity. Uh, to that point, just in terms of like how frequently
0: and for how long of a, a time period these have been documented, yep um some scientists from Appalachian State University somewhat recently i think this was in the last year or so yep um actually captured some footage of the brown mountain lights uh this was uh 2016 so a couple years ago um and they had for several years cameras set up just pointed at brown mountain from a couple different vantage points sure um And every so often they would just review the footage to see,
1: okay, anomalies, anything weird going on. No. All right. Put them back out. Which for what it's, sorry, just really quickly from the, from like all the research that I saw, there was a lot of people who were saying something similar where they were like, look, if this has been documented by eyewitness like reports for over a hundred years, and, and some photo and video evidence over yeah, the years too, for sure. I mean, like you you can go on YouTube, and there's a lot of articles out there that have stills of people who've caught something weird. Uh somebody was like, "Look, it's fucking 2019. Like, can we please just put up some non-stop recording devices yeah. and like let them let them ride in the area for long enough to to get something." So.
0: These researchers from Appalachian State did that. They had two time-lapse video cameras, both pointed at the mountain from different vantage points. Um, it's Daniel Caton, C-A-T-O-N, I don't know, Kate Caton? Daniel yeah. Katan. Who knows? Yep. Uh, and Lee Hawkins, who are, they both teach in the physics and astronomy department at Appalachian State. And in 2016, they captured what people describe as Brown Mountain Lights on both of these cameras simultaneously. Uh, they said, quote, this is the first time we've had a dual detection. It was something out there. It came on and went back off virtually instantly, they're referring to the light itself, four times over several minutes. Uh, we've eliminated all the things that are likely man-made or natural sources, so we're left with no real explanation other than it's whatever the lights might actually be. i so they're looking at it from the the standpoint of enough people are reporting this, seeing it, photographing it, filming it, that like something is happening. So we should be able to scientifically figure out what it is.
1: Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> whether it's something natural, whether it's uh, a natural phenomenon that we were previously unaware of, whether it's a hoax of some kind, whatever, we should be able to figure it out
1: one of the things so i actually did not encounter this story but i find that extremely interesting primarily because and we'll get to this later but one of the primary explanations for these lights that people say is well if you're if you're high enough up to be at one of the three vantage points that i just talked about Excuse me and actually if you go with a lot of the photos and videos that you see it actually is more of a like a downward looking vantage point than an upward looking vantage point mm-hmm. like it's almost like people looking into like the valley gorge area around the sort of elevated uh yeah, I keep not wanting to call it a mountain, but I guess it technically is. Yeah, whatever. Like the elevated mountain ridge that is Brown Mountain, a lot of it is downward facing, and when you see it from a downward vantage point, what you see is that in the distance around the area there are man-made lights visible in like the surrounding Appalachian towns. Right. That sort of circle. It's well, not a, a it's not not super right remote area yeah i mean like the appalachians are and like the like brown mountain itself specifically is but from that view it's not remote enough where you're just like looking a hundred miles totally dark or anything yeah Yeah, yeah. you're not looking a hundred miles into the distance you're looking probably at like 10 to maybe 15 miles but still within your sight line you're seeing like man-made lighting and i guess what i'm trying to point out is that one of the explanations a lot of people put forth is that, well, is this just a reflection of light that is coming off of lenses or eyeballs or whatever? Reflecting off what? That's what I don't understand. Like, refle- <sighs> reflecting off what? atmosphere. I yeah, I've been I don't know. in many
0: urban and rural settings and never seen a light that I couldn't identify.
1: Yeah. My and,
0: eyeball doesn't just randomly reflect things.
1: Yeah had like a fucking
0: laser pointer or something that explanation just hasn't ever really made sense to me
1: I, I'm i totally with you But I think what's what's compelling about this specific story is that when you get it from two vantage points You have mm. you have documentation that there's an there, actual light source There's of a some light kind. source yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. because of That's because a of reflection point. when it would go through something and then would hit you But you wouldn't see that same light source from happening from angles. a side angle yeah, yeah, yeah. having two angles means there's a source of light That's happening point. there so
0: to your point, point, yep. uh, one more quote from these Appalachian State uh, professors. It said, quote, this is significant. We hope to host a symposium in the future. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, does this verify the Brown Mountain Lights? I believe it does. Do we have an explanation? We do not. For sure. So basically saying the fact that we caught this from two different angles at the same time means it's something. Right. We don't know what it is yet, and that's going to take more work to figure out. Figure it out if we can. Right. But there is something physical here creating light. Totally. It's not a reflection. It's not an illusion or a hallucination. We have it on film from two different cameras at totally. the same time from two different perspectives. There is a real something here.
1: Right. There is... Um, I think I... Mentioned this and we got slightly off topic, but there is a, um, uh, there's a video that I stumbled across while I was, uh, researching and it's of a family in North Carolina where one gentleman who's related to the family, I couldn't catch the family dynamic, but their family lived in the Morganton, Morgantown area. I believe it's Morganton. Morganton. Is that right? I don't know. We'll go with it. Morganton works for me. Um, Basically, like, set up a couple cameras and said to, like, his family members who lived in the area, hey, like, you know, I'm I'm interested in hearing about the Brown Mountain Lights. Have you seen them? And they are, like, they are very southern, like, very Appalachian, like, folk who are, like, yeah, I've seen them. Like, like, they're, like, yeah, like, no doubt. What of it? I've been up that mountain. Fucking sixty fucking times, and like ten percent of the time I go up there, I see the Brown Mountain lights. Yeah, and he's like kind of skeptical. He's like, "Really? Like you seen these? Like, yeah, like everybody's seen him. Hey, like when did you see him?" And like his niece i think comes up and she's like probably you know 15 or whatever and she's like well one night me and so and so and so and so were out there we it was like one in the morning we we saw the fucking brown mountain lights like You're doing southern child accents now southern yes and we need okay. cam to call in and be like our fucking dirtiest do southern we, accent that do we, we, we we haven't heard from him in a minute actually 612-246-4614 <laughs> if you want to leave us a voicemail that's how you can leave us a voicemail you can tell us literally everything anything you want it's true and uh, Cam, you can tell us what you think about this, the Southern Appalachian folks. I've
0: seen them goddamn lights yep. tw- fucking twenty
1: times. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. It's pretty good, Cam. I'm where doing, you at, Cam? I'm, I'm doing accents. Where you now? at, Cam? Fuck, fuck with your boy. <laughs> fuck with your boy. Um, but but I guess what I'm trying to say is this family of people, the earnestness that they expressed, mm-hmm. and there's sort of like like it's it's not um, it's not like a I think with a lot of the things that we talk about, there is a stigma to the thing that people it's are... It's just an accepted part of life for them. It's not yeah. even a question. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the family had seen them at some point or another, and only a couple of them had shared experiences. Does, you're saying that that validates the phenomena for you? It makes me feel like it is... um. There is a level of legitimacy to it that, like, they had all generations. It was this guy, what I think were his cousins, his grandpa, and then his, like, niece, one of their daughters, were all having a conversation on a porch, and they all talked about a different time that they had been up Brown Mountain and had seen them, and... And like, even like the grandpa was like, I don't want to talk about that. And he was like, come on, come on. Just like talk about it. Like I want, I, like, I want to hear what you're, and he's like, I just don't want to talk about it. And he was like, just, just sit down for like one second. And he's like, all right, like, what do you want to know? And like, he was like, it wasn't like he was ashamed of it. He was just like that. Yeah. that it's shit. Boring. Like, that's just yeah, that yeah. shit. Like, that's just shit. Everybody talks about.
0: I, I'm kind of torn on that because I could see it as a legitimizing factor in terms of like It's happening so often, and it's so accepted that like it must be real because everyone knows about it,
1: and there are so many sightings that it's just a common everyday occurrence. And the flip side of it is, if you haven't seen it, you're ostracized because everyone else has seen it, and it's like or
0: it becomes this just this part of the culture and the the mythology and the lore of of that region, this this community, and like we've seen examples of that with things that are objectively false.
1: I think we have, I think the difference for me with my experience looking into this is it lasted for such a long period of time of repeated sightings of the same thing and, and the volume of eyewitness sightings of the same thing over that period of time to me overwhelms that part of it. Yeah. I totally agree with you in in other situations we have for sure seen some of that like groupthink stuff. But to me or even where not even necessarily groupthink but just like where it
0: becomes this story almost that is told generationally. Right. Um I'm thinking for example of like the um like in terms of cultural myths and stories and stuff like the Korean myth that you can die if you leave a fan on overnight. You familiar with this one? What? Yeah, fan fan death.
1: This is what? new to you? Okay. Um, Bro, I've been sleeping with a fan on every night since I was like 13 years old. But are you dead? Oh, fuck. <laughs> you might be dead. That dog ghost blog.
0: I'm disturbed. I don't know why I decided to do
1: this, um, bro. I need the sound pad every. I'm killing it today, man. <laughs> I am crushing out here.
0: Happy for you. Thank if you. you were really crushing, you would have hit a hell yeah, bro, for yourself right there. But it's okay. Hell
1: yeah! I got the scream at least. I'm still learning I, where everything is, no, so I'm it's, like, it's, I'm like two seconds too slow on right, every right, thought right. reaction I'm and having. It
0: keeps getting bigger and bigger too. Now you got like 60 samples. You got to scroll through. Help! Yeah, bro! Also, are we in agree agreement that the first one is orange on there now? Now that you've seen the software uh companion
1: to it? The software companion has taught me something different than what the visual of this has taught me. What color is the salt lamp? Orange. Sick. Okay. Yeah. I'm not colorblind.
0: <laughs> no, we're on the same page. Yes. Um I I guess there and Korean listeners correct me if I'm wrong or misrepresenting this somehow
1: hi at what com. there is a myth or a legend
0: or a uh whatever tale that if you sleep with a fan on you risk death which is obviously Uh-oh. false which is obviously false but is like a part of the culture it's a it's a myth it's a
1: ongoing like I don't know we, yeah. I yeah, I like I definitely understand what you're saying. I guess for me though the the difference is it would be different if there were multiple Korean people who were like, yeah, I first hand <laughs> I firsthand I <laughs> saw that my sister fell asleep with her fan on and she fucking she, died. She passed on instantly. Instantly. Yeah. And I have evidence of that because my sister is now no longer on this planet. Got a mummy sister now. Yeah, like the, the to me, the difference with the Brown Mountain Lights is there are many people who can cite very specific instances. Hey, well, Also,
0: we have video. I mean, that's, that's the main
1: difference. Also, we have video, but I'm just saying if you add video on top of a thousand or two thousand or five thousand separate people who go yeah i was up there on this night with these people and we saw like that's a that's a different version of like no you're right you're right yes so i mean goes, I, and, and if it were
0: if it were just the anecdotal stuff i would be more inclined to dismiss it or like be more skeptical about it but when you combine right. that with multiple people photographing filming this stuff right and this legend myth whatever I mean whatever it is th- these stories persisting for a hundred plus years now right I think you might actually have something yes we should stop here speaking of death and do our shout outs real quick Ayo, before we forget like we usually do and then have to awkwardly put them back in in the middle of a conversation which we won't do this <laughs> no week never editing on... we
1: never edit our podcasts honestly though <laughs> I mean we don't <laughs> you, when you put like we that we don't Hey, it's shout outs uh, if you want
0: to, I don't have the copy. By the way, that's so, okay. I okay. do. <laughs>
1: um, it's a uh, it's a thing we do it, for fifty bucks. We'll say pretty much anything you want on the show if you just go Within to Whatifpodcast.com dot com slash shoutout or shoutouts. Either the singular or the plural will get you there. Uh, yeah, you you get like two hundred fifty characters to tell the world anything you want to tell them. I believe we said two
0: two hundred words, didn't we? Is it characters? Whatever. Oh yeah, that's right, 200 words, 250 say what, words Say what you need to say
1: You get the point, it's a short enough message To tell someone, hey, congratulations On graduating, you could do what Former listeners have, like tell people To watch a television show that hasn't been on the air In nine years, but you really fucking love And you want people to enjoy Or if you want to throw us 50 bucks and say Hey, go comment You what the fuck on my
0: ex's Instagram profile We'll do
1: Well, I don't know I'll that's, do it that's a little hateful. At, at Big but, Cats Beats. But hey, maybe they're a terrible person, <laughs> and uh, I might be. And, we, <laughs> and maybe we will do that. Um, we got. So yeah, we got two this week. Shoutouts. So we got two this week. Number right. one. Pull up that copy. Number one. Good sir. Oh god. Oh god. I Jesus. gotta. I gotta Stop change. Screaming. I gotta Stop change screaming. tools, man. Just calm down. though. Okay, I'm sorry. Got um, yeah, relaxing saxophone music under it, and you're screaming. Uh, you, you turned down my, my mistake, however, so yeah. it didn't actually yeah, just didn't read, make it. Read the shit, bro. Okay, here we I'll go. Turn down the saxophone. All right, there we go. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm yelling because okay. I, I got yeah, a lot of okay. saxophone okay. in my earbuds. Chill out. All right, y'all. Shout out number one comes to us from John in Minneapolis, and John says, "No, I say a Minnesota <laughs> homie started a podcast about the world's shared inevitable demise." It's called You're Dead Too. Ah, fuck. I've perished. Hosted by Minnesota native John Toyson, the show takes a weekly look at death, dying, and the unavoidable end of all things with family, friends. Mm -hmm. Family and friends. Family, (laughs) friends, and strangers in his home. Spencer, ask me a question about You're Dead Too. Uh, hey. What am I supposed? You mouthed something. It's okay,
0: Ryan. You ever been dead, bro? Trash. Is, is it oh, trash? oh, oh! Is, is, is the podcast trash? Hell no! <laughs> you got buttons for oh, that, bro? Sorry. Hey, Ryan, is the podcast trash? Hell no.
1: Thank you. Uh, no, it is not trash at all. It's actually very dope. It's super interesting. Uh, I, I, not to get like too serious on it, but death and dying is like a thing that has happened to uh. Uh, Me And I think like us as like a show a lot as people. And so I find the concept interesting to explore. And I think John does a pretty good job of exploring what the fuck is it and what happens. And actually, I think is doing a really cool thing to like destigmatize conversations around a thing that like a lot of us find really hard to talk about.
0: Because it's scary.
1: Because it's scary. I don't want to die. But don't take my word for it. You should find out for yourself, and you should do that by going to You're Dead 2, searching for that in iTunes or on Spotify or whatever you get your podcast. That's You Are, but with an apostrophe, You're Dead 2, as in T-O-O as well. Not You're Dead 2, as in like the second of two films. Anyway, You're Dead 2, and uh, remember, no matter in life what you try to do, You're Dead too. All right, second one. John said at that point you're supposed to parentheses say something mean but not that mean. me. Yeah, which is great because John listens to our show well enough to know that you're able to say mean things on the show um, on a semi regular basis.
0: Well, okay, well, none of us really know what happened when we die, right? I mean the short answer,
1: spoiler alert to your podcast is we don't know shit. Yep. All right, next one. that works. <laughs> All right, cool. Our second shout out this week is from the The homie Hawk. Hawk who made Hello. Hi Hawk. Uh Hawk who we've called in the show Hawk who has a uh, Keeper made of the list. Keeper of the list, the almighty list. I swear to god when we joked about hey if somebody has a list send it to us. I was I thought there was literally a 0% chance. 0%. I was yep. I was dead certain that that was not a thing that had existed. And Hawk was like, yo, I got that list yes. what up. Continue to amaze us. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Hawk says what? Hawk says, uh, a message for anyone who needs to hear it this week. And I love it. It is your anxiety is lying to you. You're loved and you are going to be okay. You are given this life because you are strong enough to live it. Every moment is a fresh beginning. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Hawk. Thanks for that. Thanks for. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for rocking with us. Uh, we love this little community that we built, and uh, we love you guys. Thank you all so much. Again, if you want to shout-out, go to whatifpodcast.com slash shout-out, and uh, grab your own for the show. And uh, with that, we'll get back to the show. Let's talk about being abducted by aliens! Here we go. Because that's all I have left in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: did you have anything you want to talk about before we get to Ralph's crazy-ass fucking Venusians?
1: Um... I think we pretty much covered it from, uh, from a, I guess like a, both a high and a low level about kind of what's going on with, uh, the, 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 the phenomenon itself. Um, I think we can get into what is actually happening after we talk about Ralph. That's fine. I don't really have any spoiler. I don't really have any good answers for that section either. So if, if you do, we can we can go there. But. I don't either. There's just like a lot of very strange speculation about it. So cool. let's, I'll tell a story about aliens, then we can speculate. Let's speculate our way out after we talk about uh, Ralph. And and I think actually talk about Ralph in relationship to one of the things that you brought up, which is how do these stories proliferate themselves or potentially proliferate themselves and also um, How do Yeah, like how do tropes in culture and content help influence people's ability to see these types of things and also people's ability to judge for themselves What is happening? Yeah, because I think the speculation around what's happening is interesting, but there are a lot of, like, inflection points with this phenomenon specifically that change what you may or may not believe is going on here. So our guy, Ralph,
0: uh, Ralph Lael, is it Lael? How are we how are we doing this? L-A-E-L. Is that Lael? Wait, say it one more time. L-A-E-L is how his last name is spelled. So I don't know if that's Lael or Lael or... You're looking for buttons, and I'm stalling. Like You're going to hit something, but I don't think you're going to hit something. It's okay. We'll give you time. Timing is everything. i
1: doing such a bad job. Timing is everything. <laughs> you trying
0: to find the worst name I ever heard? It's it's on the orange. That's we the worst been name been I ever
1: been heard. Been.
0: Oh,
1: God. Oh, no. I double-tapped. I'm fired. Uh, 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 you guys, I I'm shouldn't my, have bragged I'm about my, how good my, I was doing.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take that back. <sighs> uh Anyway. We didn't answer the question, so we'll call him Ralph. That's the worst name I ever heard. Fair enough. In 1961, he decided that he was going to go try and observe the Brown Mountain Lights, because at this point, they were pretty well uh, established as a weird thing that happens in North Carolina.
1: Yeah, like the latest, earliest version of this I was able to find was 1911. So Latest, earliest? The latest, earliest version I was able to find documented. He's repeated the same thing that I didn't understand. The earliest modern
0: version? Is that maybe what you're saying?
1: Uh, the Sure, yes.
0: Yep, okay, that cool. one. In 1961, Ralph went to try and find the lights because he had heard about them and wanted to see them for himself. Um, and he found them. And he found them in a more intimate way than most people have found them. Oh. Uh, oh. And, and he... Got much closer, like, physically. Hmm. This is not... <laughs> hmm. Yep. Yep. No, you said it already. Let's do it. In proximity to the... Most people observe the lights at a considerable distance. He saw them at a, in, at a distance of a few feet or a few meters for our non-imperialist listeners. Holy um, shit! Hey! And he wrote a book about his experiences. Uh, in his book, he described his first encounter with the lights... By saying this, quote, I'm frightened, don't know what to do. One light moves forward. It is now about 10 feet from me, and it is glowing. I could read a newspaper by the light shining off of it. It's about 12 to, 10 to 12 feet across, mm-hmm. almost a perfect circle. It has a brown center that, that does not look solid. The shape of the brown center is like a tumble bug. I don't know what that is, but Sick. without a head standing on its back end. Not touching the ground, but suspended in the center of the ball. It seems to have three hands or feelers protruding out from each side. Whoa! So I'm getting dicked on this one. Correct. That is interesting. Ralph is one of the ol- is the only person I've found who claims to have seen one of the lights close up within a matter of feet. Yeah, uh, and also claims to have seen some sort of creature inside feelers. of. This In the center of a uh,
1: 10 to 12 foot in diameter glowing orb. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I mean, granted, the documentation that we have is not great, but... The
0: documentation is a book that Ralph wrote about his experiences, let's be honest.
1: Well, no, I mean, sorry, I mean the documentation outside of Ralph's book. Oh, got it. Like the, the photos and videos and even the eyewitness stuff we've seen. Twelve feet across does not really jive with most of the reports.
0: They it's hard to say based on the based on the photos and video because it's really hard to know. Like, I mean, focus could be the difference between something appearing a foot across and twelve feet across. Honestly, True. like a single light source if out of focus can appear drastically different in size from what it might actually be. That's true. And when you're talking about distances of like hundreds or thousands of feet or or meters or 29 miles in one case, like who, right. who really knows what this like diameter of light you're talking about at that point.
1: That's fair. I guess I just felt like for the most part, a lot of people felt like they were s- roughly smaller than that like a few feet across was maybe like the max estimate i had seen yeah until i heard that line in his story
0: um so yeah he claims to have seen one of these lights from a, a distance of 10 to 12 or yeah 10 feet uh away mm-hmm. um and it, he claims it was 10 to 12 feet in diameter sure he watches this thing hover from about 10 feet for a while And he describes feeling a, like, strange, numbing sensation come over his body, Mm. wash, like, through him. I'm disturbed. I I don't know
1: why I decided to do this.
0: Me too, Rob. Um, He (laughs) describes the feeling as, quote, being scanned. Ooh. So he thought that this orb with a little bug guy inside of it was aware of him and was somehow interacting with him. Yep. Um, and scanning him in in his words, trying to figure his ass out, yeah, after this happened, the orb drifted off into the trees through the forest, and Ralph said he felt compelled to follow it,
1: yep, uh, as is common with a lot of uFO and alien encounters, yeah, feeling like there's a energy or a force that's. Beyond your control, yeah, sort of or that urging you're, you into a situation you wouldn't normally go after, right? Or, you're doing things that rationally might not seem like the best right.
0: choice, but you're doing them. Probably not a great idea yeah, to follow is, the weird orb bug that just scanned your body, yeah. But you're doing it anyway. What in the fuck was that? Yes. Um. So he follows this thing through this valley for a while, and he sees it float into
1: a cave along Mm. like at the base of brown mountain and like i just want to double down on the fact that if you've seen like footage or photos of the terrain it is not friendly like it is a mountain in the way that it's not very tall but it is there are relatively steep inclines it's fully like forested it's fully wooded like there's a ton of you know, it's not like he's like walking on a trail. Like yeah, walking yeah. down a trail. Like right. if he's hunting this thing, it's he's through the middle of, of a fairly dense forest. Yeah, yeah, he's going dead ass, like through the woods. Dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> through the dead ass
0: woods. Um, so he follows this thing and he sees it float into a cave on the side of the mountain. Mm. And as he's watching this happen, a, a boulder. That had been like blocking an entrance to this cave. Oh, is Jesus in there? Well, <laughs> sort of. The light was Jesus. The bug orb might be Jesus in this case. Jesus was scanning. If we're, if we're going with
1: this analogy, Jesus yeah, yeah. was scanning it to be like, are you on the nice list or the naughty list? That's Santa. I mean, it's the same thing. Is it? I'm uh, Sorry, Christian listeners. <laughs>
0: I don't know. You went to a fucking Catholic school. You should be more responsible than me. Over Only
1: here. for a little while. <laughs> I know it's not. You guys, please don't send emails. I know it's not the same thing. <laughs> please. But don't. I mean, but also the stories kind of line up, right? but
0: also it's not. Um, uh, so Jesus orb floats into this cave by moving a boulder that had been blocking the entrance to this cave. So totally Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Um, Before the boulder moves back, Ralph Indiana Joneses his ass into the cave behind the orb. Seen it! Fuck with your boy! Oh, all of them? Uh, yeah. Even the the more recent Uh, like weird alien skulls
1: one? No, and also, I didn't finish the one um... You don't even know the difference between the three? I don't. I'm sorry. It's despicable. Yeah, actually yeah, maybe I haven't seen all three of them. Definitely seen, (sighs) I've definitely seen the first one. So
0: Indiana Jones is ass into the cave, and he finds himself in this tunnel system. Mm. So this cave, this entrance to this cave, is actually part of a network of tunnels that appear to be carved. And he says with laser-like accuracy, "Sick," um, and that the inside of this cave is covered in some sort of like reflective crystal-like material.
1: Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> yes. And he follows Sick. the... So it's easy to follow this light orb thing going down the cave tunnel pathway. This is glimmery as fuck up because in Because it's reflecting thing. everywhere,
1: yeah. Hell yeah.
0: So he follows this thing, and eventually he catches up to it, and he, he finds himself inside this big, like, bigger chamber in the middle of the mountain. A chamber of secrets, if you will. Perhaps, yes. <laughs> and the orb starts talking to him. So we now have a... As those orbs be doing. And the orb says, do not fear. There is no danger
1: here. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. You know what I feel like? Anytime, anytime. If if you have
0: to tell me it's not dangerous.
1: If you're proactively mm, telling me it's not dangerous, I'm for mm. sure thinking it's probably super dangerous and I need to get the fuck out. Well, Ralph approached the situation differently. Um,
0: A chair of some sort appears and Ralph sits down in it and you, you, you done fucked up already bro the orb voice continues talking to him and identifies itself as a gas-based life form from venus okay and it starts for whatever reason because it scanned ralph and determined he was pure of heart and belonged on the nice list um it starts sharing with him secrets of mankind mm and it tells him that humans are not originally from Earth, but are actually from a planet called the Pewam. That's an idea. <laughs> oh, did you find the the mute button, or did I already chop that one? That's chopped. Oh, okay. Um uh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm give not me, giving you too much credit. You yeah, give me way too much credit. Uh, humans are not originally from Earth, but had uh, originated on a planet called pewam That's P-E-W-A-M. Cool but that p was destroyed in a terrible accident that involved splitting the electron. So we got too carried away with the old uh, electron splitting. Heck. Bummer. Bummer sauce. Um, the orb then told Ralph that humans were now nearing this point of self-destruction a second time on Earth and tasked him with warning the rest of humanity about the dangers of I guess nuclear power it's the whole like contact e thing of the of the 60s and into and the, it, the 70s of like mm. oh man nukes oh no we're here to help space Bros we're
1: here to help and don't kill yourselves, man. Peace you guys are love. acting crazy out there, man. Raise your vibrations, bro. Hey, you're just gonna you're just gonna hurt yourself and others, man, with like the Shut things up. that you're pursuing. Chill out. And put good vibes into the universe, yo. Man. If you just tell people to chill, then we can all chill and be chill, okay? <laughs> Shit. Um. So they tell him about this,
0: and they also tell him like, "See,
1: you all didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, did you?"
0: Well, probably. Sorry, I got late. Um the orb then also tells Ralph, like, hey, if you don't go running your mouth about the secrets of the universe and, and whatnot, we can be we can be chill and we can keep having these weird crystal cave hang sessions. And he said, sign me up. Yeah, he said, I'm down. So a couple of weeks later, Ralph comes back to the cave and he finds the same orb bug. And they scanned him again to be like, "Are you still cool? You're not a narc. All mm-hmm. right, you can come in." And How are you wearing a wire? <laughs> exactly. You bought to you bought to try to trap hey, Jesus. Hey, hey Jesus Jesus bug orb speak into my
1: shirt real quick. Try to get some Jesus entrapment real quick. Hashtag speaking to my shirt. I got I got kidnapped by a Jesus orb. Will you hand me another beer before I finish this dumbass story? Yep. Thank
0: you. Um, so Ralph had passed the test by not. Uh, ratting them out, not narking. Yeah, by not narking the location of Let their. Me,
1: oh, jeez too short to be messing oh, around. No. You need to live your life, enjoy your time so here I on planet the Earth. Mute Button, but the mute button doesn't work. Shift mute. Oh, because it's the mute. upper thing. You're fired. You're fired from. I need a table. It was in my. It was. You
0: know what? You're right. You know what it get was. You one of those like the desks that we had that in elementary school that have like the arm that comes over. Oh, that would crush so hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) It's okay. I apologize. Carry on. Um, So he goes back, and the the orb bug Jesus guy agrees to tell him more stuff because he's been cool for the last couple weeks. Cool. Get it. And what it offers is to take him on a ride on their spaceship back to Venus, where they're from. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what Ralph said. He said, fucking count me in. I would love to go to Venus with y'all weird orb asses. He sounds like you, bro. Dude, that's if I you, ever went into a cave in I, I yeah, and I, logi- I
1: meant that literally and logically that that would be your take. If you went into a cave and an orb said, hey, bro, do you want to come with us to Venus? You would literally respond.
0: Oh, yeah! Yo, I had an eye exam today. This is sort of not related, but I'm a, It's sort of related. Never mind. Nope. Keep, keep telling the story. <laughs> we'll come back. That's more more of Patreon content. Uh, I love this shit. Y'all I ever love been too high for the eye doctor? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> No, Ooh. no, no buttons for See, that. One. you <laughs> really you good. a bunch of drugs,
1: did you? Oh, that's great. Uh, all right,
0: carry on. Okay, so the v- the Venusians say, like, "Hey, man, come check this shit out. Like, get on the spaceship, and we get we got some shit for you." And Ralph says, "Hell yeah, I'm down." And he gets on the UFO. They go to v- to Venus. Ralph's first order of business: he gets off the ship, and all the Venusians are dudes. Mm. Except for one fine-ass Venusian lady. See,
1: so this is how
0: you know No, this Ralph's st- telling stories. It's it's oh, whatever. Okay, All right. He's obviously lying. We yeah. know. The story's funny. <laughs> There's not that much Brown Mountain Light content to fill an hour. <laughs> We're going to tell a story about this dude fucking an alien, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we got like five minutes left, Tops. we
1: off the rails. <laughs> Let's do this.
0: So he goes and chats up this this Venusian lady, and uh, did you
1: read the book? No, no, All right. No, 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 you no. you read about the book. All right.
0: Well, here's Check the thing. In. I tried to find a copy of the book, and it's another like they must have printed twenty copies of this thing. It's not. It was printed in the '60s. There are no digital copies anywhere. Sure. There are no even like secondhand copies available for purchase anywhere. Yep. It's a. Uh, you have to go to North Carolina to one of these five libraries and read it in person. Situation
1: North Carolina listeners, yeah. I mean, whatever, yeah. Ralph's full of shit, (laughs) just
0: so he has sex with a Venusian lady, and then they decide to show him around town and they give him a little tour, tell him about their society, about their culture, and they tell him that there are many other civilizations like theirs throughout the universe.
1: Didn't I? I was under the impression that the the uh p p-wom?
0: the original human uh planet pwom yeah wasn't he powam p-
1: perhaps powam <laughs> weren't they trying to say that uh that their original home had been murdered their original home had been like murdered. they had split electrons and that had fucked up their whole home and that's why humans had to
0: leave pwom and come to earth is because they dicked their first planet okay and they're by saying, trying to split electrons and they're saying hey ralph come back to our crib i don't think venusians were involved in the splitting of electrons on PWAM. they observed it and now they're trying to warn humans don't against fuck it doing up again. it a second time we saw yeah, you yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah.
1: hey man we saw you drunk driving to that sign once and you're looking a little tipsy right now correct got it
0: correct I don't know what the the intercourse has to do with any of it.
1: Oh, absolutely nothing. This is just a dude who's a total liar telling a <laughs> lie about That's his lying-ass right. lying That's shit. do right. um, so you ever think maybe this guy's bullshitting you? Yes. Uh,
0: they fuck him, they show him around town, and then they put him back in the UFO and send him back to, to North Carolina. Cool. Um, and he agreed to, in return for all this uh, information... Um, carpooling and sex. Tell the rest of humanity carpooling.
1: about
0: <laughs> about the dangers of splitting the electron.
1: Carpooling in space. Hey man, let me catch a ride right quick. Yo yo, you going to Venus too? Yeah, you got five on that tank. Let's go.
0: Um, yeah, he didn't even pay. Dickhead. Dang. Doing doing humans dirty. um They drop him back off in North Carolina and he's walking out of the cave to go tell humanity about how not to split the electron. Right, We're gonna blow ourselves up, bad idea, don't do it. And on his way out, he finds a mummified body Mm. in the cave of a small humanoid creature about two to three feet tall with a big round head and oddly long arms. Looks sort of like a grayish,
1: thing a little mountain man if you will yeah a little gray alien hanging out in the in the mountain being all mummified he referred to it as his little mountain man oh tight that's uh, cute later in later in life Ralph asked because he found it on the mountain before he came back down I guess is the the I thought it
0: was in the in the cave system still
1: well right the story that he told people at his crystal shop a uh, so
0: many crystal shops on the north shore by the way bro Spent some time on Lake Superior, which is apparently full of aliens this past weekend. North Shore is the shit. Great time.
1: Uh, we spent some time at a crystal shop in Colorado when we were at my. Also, a great club. time. Uh, n- this is somewhat related. Ralph historically had owned a furniture manufacturing plant and like was a furniture salesman in his life before he had these Venetian, exp- Venusian. Venusian, not Venetian. Venusian experiences. Right. Not from Venice. Not from Venice. From Venus. Venusian experiences. Uh and later in life opened up a Crystal Shop. Hell yeah. wherein he decided to I'd be take smashing that hell yeah, bro hell button yeah. if I had it. Right hell right. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> hell yeah, bro. There we go. Uh he decided to Thank take you. his experiences and his little mountain man back to his crystal shop, wherein he put his little mountain man on display.
0: Yes, so to back up real quick. Sorry, I got ahead of you. No, it's okay. He found this weird mummified alien being in the cave, and he asked the Venusians, or the glowing orb bug guy, Hey, man, is it cool if I take this with me so I can tell my, my human friends about this whole experience and prove that, like... Excuse I've been proved that I met the aliens and they told me about the electron and, and right. whatnot.
1: I've been hanging out with you guys and I need to be able to tell people that I have been hanging out with you guys.
0: And so the the glowing orb bug guy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's Brian. Take him. It's fine. Yeah. You can show him to all your human friends.
1: Honestly, and, Brian was on his way out anyway. Right. He's like, he's borderline already dead. Oh, wait. No, he's dead. You could take him. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he takes this little mummy alien guy with him. Um, and then spends the rest of his days running a crystal
1: shop with a mummified alien in it until uh the place gets bulldozed? Yeah, I mean, writing a book to try to help people uh, understand, you know. What in the fuck was that? What in the fuck was that? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, profiting off of the somewhat off of the legend of the Brown Mountain Lights. I guess. Yeah, defined he, profiting. He, I mean, he didn't sell the fucking little alien. He just had it in the front of his shop. and He send, allegedly like,
0: had offers on it, though. Oh, did he really? Yeah, well, oh. I mean, according to him, yes. He died in 78, uh, and the shop was bulldozed, and I guess the... Alien body thing was still in the shop at the time of bulldozing. So it was either destroyed or we don't know where it is now.
1: The story goes that it disappeared forever. And there is a phenomenal conspiracy theory that the men in black. Oh, yeah. We got some men in black times. Some men in black. The men in black had uh, visited Ralph, figured out what he knew. Realized he knew too much, but that as an old furniture salesman who had a buck wild ass story about being abducted to the planet Venus off of the local mountain and had this weird fucking proof in quotes alien with him that he wasn't actually a threat, but. When he died they wanted to just like Bulldoze everything take his Shit and make sure that there was like no memory of him Being a weirdo oh the men in black Bulldozed his shit Uh, Yes well Ah. His place was bulldozed and it was Made clear that the things That he was in possession Of would be uh, No Longer visible or Viable I see because Of what he knew
0: I think this is the point where we get to any speculation you want to do, and, yeah, then, and I mean, then we get on with our lives.
1: I think, so here's what I'll say. I think the Ralph story is a fun story because I think local lore is interesting. It's obviously bullshit. It's a great example, too, of, of how these types of
0: stories get reinterpreted throughout various time frames. Yeah. So, like, what might have been a native American legend at one point becomes a contactee legend at one point becomes an abduction story at one point becomes a, you know, and these, the same basic thing observation can be interpreted in a bunch of different ways, depending on what the culture is like at the time in that place. Totally.
1: I completely agree with you. And I also feel like there's an element of it too, where it's, um, there, there's an interesting element of these types of stories where it's almost like the loudest voice can shape how society and culture interprets a thing going forward. You know, there I, I don't know, there, there were not early speculations that the Brown Mountain Lights were aliens. I mean, we're talking about like the 1910s. <laughs> there wasn't
0: speculation that anything was aliens or the idea of UFOs until like, the 40s, really.
1: Exactly. And and so it's like this thing had been lore that there were lights over the mountains potentially going back before, you know, in the late 1800s, there early 1900s. Spirits or something else. Right. Yeah. And then someone comes out and writes a book that in the area makes a splash that can shape the narrative Absolutely. of what a story becomes up until now, till we're talking about it on this fucking podcast, like significantly. But yes, I mean, like the reality of the situation is his story is obviously bullshit and ridiculous. <laughs> hey, come on. I mean come on. Come I'm, on. I mean, I'm I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. <laughs> it's not true. My man had the sex. Come and on, was, <laughs> and he was trying to fucking drum up business for his crystal shop with his fucking fake alien. You know what? And his fake book. And like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just trying to say that's exactly what's happening, right. in my personal opinion. I, I, I agree with your personal opinion in this case. And and but and but what I would add on to that is. I find it extremely fascinating that there are thousands of people over the past hundred plus years who have individual personal eyewitness accounts of a thing that we have captured on multiple different cameras at the exact same time in this exact specific place.
0: It's it's not so, Venusian's. Trying to come have sex with us and give us alien Mummy
1: bodies it's, but it's also not Nothing it's not nothing and actually Somewhere
0: in between those two ends of that whatever Spectrum that is
1: one of the things I wanted to Read is fucking God forbid it's a YouTube Comment from uh, a Guy named the username is Rocky at man uh, Who commented on the video I was talking about earlier where the guy Is interviewing his family members about Their experiences with the uh, Brown Mountain Lights okay and I just, I really loved the the succinct, succinctness? Is that a word? Uh, s- succinctity? I loved how <laughs> succinct he was in his comment by mm-hmm. saying this. One, either people are seeing something or they are not. Two, they're if not, they... They're not not seeing something. If people are seeing something, mm-hmm. excuse me, either people are seeing something or they are not. If they are seeing something, the lights are something known to science, or they are something not known to science. So far, it appears that they are not. So, I know that sounds super fucking base and almost like silly, but I like the idea of boiling down these types of things to that level of brass tacks logical approach are people seeing something in my opinion over the course of 100 years with that many individual experiences individual eyewitness testimonies we have footage yes people are seeing something is it known to science. Okay, well that gets into a whole level of explanations that get a little bit dicey. Yeah. You get into like naturally phosphorescent chemicals and you get into some of these like swamp gas conversations and you get into Yeah. We go we go on swamp gas? There is swamp I gas. Didn't know involved. There are swamps in the Appalachians. There is swamp gas. Well, not literal swamp gas, but the the swamp gas concept comes from chemicals created by deteriorating organic matter that interact there are some with others that can potentially create like phosphorescent light. There've been some ball lightning, uh, possible ball explanations lightning too, is an explanation, is sort
0: of a, a catch all for, we don't know usually,
1: but it, it totally is. They're also talking about, um, are there elements of this reflectiveness, right? Like are people seeing things from specific angles and surrounding areas? Cause it's a bowl. Are they seeing those types of things? Um, There are no military bases in the area. Uh, There are like some National Guard things, but there, like I scoured maps. There are no like military bases. This is not like flight technology. No. So, so when it comes to explanations, if it is something known to science, it is a different version of something known to science than we have observed in other locations. And that's, I think, actually, you know, when you come around to it, like that's actually what I really loved about this story specifically is to me, it's one of the most concrete versions of something's happening. And it's also one of the most concrete versions of no one has any fucking idea what's happening. Yeah. And that mesh of, "Eh, that seems like there's fucking something here. But no one can tell you what the fuck that something is, and no one has a good explanation. Like, no one has a concrete explanation for you. I mean, like, most of the early explanations from the early 1910s and 20s and 30s, I mean, uh, one thing we didn't get into earlier that is probably too late to introduce now, but there was such a public outcry for... Explanation or investigation of what was happening because so many people had seen it that the u.s. Geological Survey Department sent people to observe and witness and report on what was happening and there were multiple like long-form reports written and during two different decades so two different decades they resent people out because people continue to be like your early ones sucked there's still (laughs) something going on right that ain't it. We need more information. Come the fuck back out. So two different reports were written. And in those reports, the best example or the best explanation they could give was that there were train tracks in the distance and that train lights were what people were observing or reflections of train lights. Yeah. And it's just like from all the eyewitness testimonies you hear and from all the footage that we've Well, not footage, but the documentation that we do have available to us, like it's kind of ludicrous to suggest that something so obviously man-made and like very replicable and very traceable to being like, that's where I saw it. Is there a train track over there? Right. And like, there's not for what it's worth. Like there is not train tracks in this area at all. Like how, how can you, how can you settle on something so pedestrian when it's obviously not that? So. That's what I mean by like I find it very interesting what exists there for um possibility and I find it very interesting that there isn't anyone who's solidified anything out of it. So that's why I think it's such a great story and I and I and I legitimately this is one of those ones where I like walk away from it going like I really don't know like I don't know what I need to know to know but I don't know like I have no yeah. fucking idea but I believe it's something uh Before
0: we leave, we have an early leader in the clubhouse. Ayo. F- for uh, best reason we should give them a contact in the desert ticket. Nope. It reads simply y'all doing giveaways. you yep.
1: fuck with me, I'm grown now. I love it. There's one quote I want to read on the way out. Uh, make sure you go to our Instagram and comment on our most recent photo if you want to get that contact in the desert free ticket to the, epi- er, the episode. The the the, the weekend, whole weekend that, of weird shit, which will be an episode of your life, if no you doubt. If you want to get drunk with me, hang on out a with Spencer Saturday in the desert. Do that. Go to our Instagram at WhatIfPod and make that happen. Uh, be the next front runner. Uh, this quote I wanted to read is from a paranormal investigator who go, uh, his name is Josh Warren. And, uh, what he said, uh, in this article that I read, he said, all we really have here is a mysterious phenomenon. So people bring their own perception to bear on it. If you're a physicist, you're going to say it's plasma. If you're a spiritualist, you're going to say it's ghosts. It's this blank slate on which you can project your desires and your interests. Hell yeah. I find that dope and interesting. That's what we do here It's the What If Podcast You can leave us a voicemail at 612-246-4614 You can send us an email at Hi, if what if podca- hi at whatifpodcast.com Shop.whatifpodcast.com Has all of our merch and our swag New merch coming soon New merch coming soon uh, Thanks for your feedback on that shit uh, Patreon.com slash whatifpodcast We could do an extra episode every single week You can get four episodes a month for just five bucks. We love you. We'll see you next week. Listen, you you wee bastards. Life's too short to be messing around. You need to live your life. Enjoy your time here on planet Earth.